Hey there, listeners. It's Malika and Reese with your Bigger Pockets podcast, where we answer your rental questions with our rental experts. Today, we have David from Dallas. Wow, we have a lot of Texas viewers lately. So, David is trying to switch from a month to month rent in a multifamily property to a yearly lease under a new owner being himself. So, his previous owner was only doing month to month leases, and he, he's taking over the property, and he's wondering how we go about telling his tenants he's doing yearly leases. He doesn't want to suffer like a large period of vacancy, so he's wondering if he should let some do it and some do, um, just some transition yearly, and he's just wondering what process should he go about. So definitely um, when you close on a new property, you definitely got some tenant behaviors that you've got to address, and, and leases is one of them and how to go about that. Um, what I would recommend is um, you need to determine what the new market rate's going to be. So Because a month-to-month and a full-year lease um, essentially are the same depending on the price um, to a resident's perspective. So if the market rate's going to be significantly higher, you definitely want to evaluate what vacancy is going to cost you by upping the rent. Um, but you do have to give a notice to let the residents know that either they can sign a new, or, uh, a new lease with you as a new owner at a new market rate, or you give them a non-renewal notice saying that you're not going to renew their month-to-month lease, which in that month-to-month, it's going to have some guidelines that say um, how many days notice they have to have. Um, one thing I personally uh, think that this investor should do is, um, depending on the market rates, is you non-renew everyone. You put them all out there on the market, and you get all brand-new tenants at new market rate, and you eliminate the vacancy for the long term all the way up front. So what about um, during that transition period? I mean, he's going from property that's fully um, mm-hmm. taken over, and then there's a steady income, and then there's just yep. there's nothing. Like, yep. what would you advise him to do? Uh, it's it's a better risk play, in my opinion, to get everybody out, and then you have thirty to sixty days vacancy for two months. So you have two months basically that you're paying the mortgage and a few expenses, versus having to market this property all the time, vacancies here and there, because essentially you're going to have those four vacancies at some point most likely. So why not go ahead and get it all out of the way up front, get any updates done to the property and put all brand new residents in there at market rate, new behavior, new owner, new standards of the property. That's the one of the ways that I would say attack that one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Julia from Baltimore is a young landlord and she's renting out her first property. She's been working with a property management company. She feels that there's being less, they're being less than transparent from her perspective. She's saying that they've charged her for fees that are surprises that she hadn't been aware of, and they've just recently gone through a new change of management. So when she calls and she inquires about these fees, they claim that her last account administered. So the old property manager at her company told them that she approved it, but she's saying that she'd never seen these fees. She's saying that there's no due diligence done, and she's just wondering if they're allowed to charge her for things that she's never approved. So check your property management agreement. Uh, All of those fees will be outlined, so number one, check that. Number two, in any of these types of situations, if you don't trust your property manager, why are you trusting your hundreds of thousands of dollar asset with them? If you can't trust who's managing it, it's not going to be a good investment for you. So I do say um, this might be the, the, the opportunity if you're a new investor to find someone that you trust, shop around, see if there is someone that's a little bit more transparent, and get a fresh new start. Because if it comes to the point where you're constantly questioning your property manager, you don't become an investor. You become part of the property management company. This is an investment. Someone else is trusted to manage it for you. You should never have to question what they're doing. But always first check your property management agreement and see what fees are associated with your account. Mm-hmm. To further it, she said that she's re- been reviewing her um, prop- her lease agreement, and she said that there are fees that she did approve, but they're not in the amount that they had been 
um, listed to her and described to her as fur before. She's interested in leaving the company altogether, but they are charging her a fee to end. What would you recommend? Uh, unfortunately, they, there's going to be that, that situation. Uh, the property managers that aren't very straightforward are going to have a fee to cancel. So it's one of those things you just got to swallow to move to the next company. Um, one other option I would say is maybe have a phone call with the broker, which would be the owner broker of the property management company, and kind of express some of these concerns and see if they're willing to waive that uh, to end the relationship. Uh, last case, uh, I mean, worst case scenario, what you could do is get legal counsel and, and you can go after them for, for these issues. Do you think there's any way that she could possibly get a return of the fees that she already paid? Absolutely. Um, if the company's willing to do the right thing, they'll do the right thing. Um, just because it's in a property management agreement that they can charge that, they could absolutely refund some of this stuff for sure. Awesome. Sammy from New Jersey is purchasing a property, and there's one tenant in her property that's living there rent-free since they work for the current owner. The current owner told her that they can either have them vacate the property or have them sign a lease and pay the rent. She was wondering how she'd go about that, but her new tenant is now asking for her, since she lived in the property so long, to consider Section 8 agreements. How would you go about that without um, just keeping it ethical and being like not putting them in a position where... Yep. Um, so to start with, if you haven't completely purchased the property yet, you definitely want to negotiate what you want into the pre-purchase agreement. So if you want them to stay, they need to provide a new lease updated with a rental amount, if you want them to vacate, that all needs to be taken care of before closing. If it comes to closing and this resident is asking about that, number one, you need to make sure that your city, state, county, whatever the ordinance is, doesn't mandate owners to take Section 8. I know there are some city ordinances that make you accept Section 8, um, but you also can determine what market rate is. So if, if you say that this property is worth $1,200 a month, then that's what this resident would have to pay. Otherwise, they would have to vacate the property. But make sure you get some, something in writing, um, either that you're non-renewing because there is such thing as a verbal month-to-month -month and you still have to give them the notice to leave. But make sure all of that documentation is, is done pre-purchase. Mm -hmm. So Sammy also says that um, she's considering her options and she said she's never looked into Section 8 before. And if that doesn't work, um, she wants to possibly, she might have another tenant where she could put in that house. And she's wondering if she can vacate that tenant, the current tenant, while she's still in contract and she doesn't own the property yet? No, she cannot because she legally doesn't have the ownership of the property. However, if this is her wishes and she wants to negotiate this into the deal, the seller of the property can do that for her. So if they want to keep a deal together and she says that in order for me to close on this, I want this, pro this unit to be vacant on closing day, mm -hmm. they can take care of that part for her. But until she owns the property, she has no legal right to tell a resident what to do, move the leases around, up, down, sideways. She can't even mow the lawn there legally. So rather than, um, if, her two, if the landlord isn't willing to vacate the current tenant, would you recommend that she A, just end her contract and pursue another rental property? So it's a couple different ways to look at it. It's all going to depend on what the deal outcome short term is, what the deal outcome long term you're looking at. Typically in these situations, I would advise probably not to take over any problems, and this would be one of those problems. But if you're considering taking it over, just have a plan in place as soon as you close to issue the non-renewal and notice to vacate so that you can start your process. But um, always up front, if you can get the problem taken care of, great, but have a plan in place for the long term if you're willing to accept that problem. But I don't say it's a deal killer at all. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Reese. That's all the time and questions we have today. For all your future questions, comments, and opinions, 
Contact the always fast, always professional, and always responsive rental experts at Brennan Network. Text us today at 813-534-4662. One more time, that's 813-534-4662. And we'll see you next time.